David felt that the beating would never end. He was torn and bleeding, his face red with fury and fear. Whack! The pain was unbearable. Whack! He had to act quickly. Whack! Turning his head, he desperately sank his teeth deep into Mudstone's arm. The inevitable punishment followed. The room in which Murdstone locked David was dark and dusty. For five days David sat alone, longing to weep in his mother's arms. His only visitor was Peggotty, who delivered his daily rations of bread and water. On the fifth evening, a gentle tapping at his door woke David from dreams of his mother's smile. He crept across the room. Surely at last his mother had come to forgive him, to tell him she still loved him. He could hear sobbing outside the door. Peeping through the keyhole, David saw only the tearful face of Peggotty. Oh, Master Davy, she sobbed, they're sending you away to school. The following morning, manhandled by Murdstone into the waiting coach, David had no time to bid his mother farewell. She was crying as Murdstone held her firmly in his arms, his eyes shining with malice. Be firm, Clara, be firm, he reminded her. As the coach pulled away, Peggotty burst from the garden and handed David a bag of warm scones. You must never forget me, as I'll never forget you, Master Davy. I'll take great care of your mother. David felt his breast swell with love for Peggotty. As his beloved home and his childhood happiness disappeared over the horizon, he opened the paper bag. With the scones was a note. For Davy, with my love, Mama. The high brick walls of Salem School gave it a prison-like appearance. Inside, boys' energetic voices faded to forlorn echoes in the dreary classrooms. Young faces that should have been glowing were as white as ashes, and young hearts that should have been flying amongst birds had sunk to the bottoms of boys' boots. Since his arrival two days ago, David had been forced to wear a sign around his neck saying, Beware, it bites. Does it really bite? laughed one boy, poking David with a cruel finger. Here, Fang, laughed another. Here, you ferocious dog. Stop this, commanded a confident voice. Looking up through his tears, David saw the handsome face and curling hair of a boy about six years his senior. David thought that this must be his guardian angel. The boy removed David's sign. James Steerforth, smiled the boy, holding out his hand like an adult. I'll take care of you. Steerforth's next act of friendship was to use the money from David's pocket to buy all the boys some sweets. The boys and David loved him for this. David looked up to Steerforth with gratitude and admiration. Life in Salem School was cruel. The boys were far too troubled and knocked about by the teachers to learn anything. David found comfort in the occasions when Steerforth did him the honour of talking to him in the playground, or of asking him to read stories at night. 
Whenever gifts arrived from Peggotty, cakes, sweets, books, or money, David handed them willingly to Steerforth. Once, when Steerforth allowed him to keep Peggotty's cordial to moisten his mouth whilst he read to him, David almost wept with gratitude. The weeks and months passed as weeks and months always do. The school holidays crept ever closer until the joyful day arrived. David's smile was fresher and his step lighter than anyone's as he climbed into the coach to sit next to Peggotty. They set off for her brother's home at the seaside. Tell me about your school, Master Davy. Oh, no, Peggotty. Please tell me about Mr. Peggotty, Ham and Little Emily. Peggotty described her family with such love and pride that when they finally arrived in Yarmouth, David felt that...